ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com The Sensemaker Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, activists at COP27 in Egypt are showing us how to do climate activism differently. People across the world are raising awareness about the climate crisis in many different ways. In the UK, for example, climate activism has taken a disruptive turn. Why does it take young people like me up on a gantry on the M25 for you to listen. But in Egypt, where this year's UN Climate Change Conference is being held, those kinds of tactics aren't advisable. Gatherings of more than a few people have been banned since COVID, and getting on the wrong side of Egypt's police can lead to a hefty prison sentence. For many activists attending COP27, witnessing Egypt's authoritarian regime up close has been a shock. Here's Luisa Neubauer, organizer for the Fridays for Future movement in Germany. Well, I mean, people um, rightfully speak of possibly the most oppressive or the repressive um, COP ever. The rules are harsh. And um, of course, the moment we leave the COP's grounds, we are faced with a completely absurd and uh, um, violent reality um, as, as young people, as women. Direct action at the conference has been small scale and short lived. There has been nothing like the protest scene at the last COP in Glasgow, and they certainly haven't involved blocking any roads. The designated space for activists is located away from the main area, a long walk in the hot sun across a busy stretch of motorway. Catalina Santalithes is a Chilean activist and the co-founder of the Latinas for Climate International Network. We, most of us, travel for more than 55 hours to come here. So we want to know people, we want to know their cultures, we want to know what they're doing and learn from them to, to take that knowledge to our countries. Activists' participation is supposed to be a core part of COP. But the reality is a large and increasing proportion of the world's population lives in countries where speaking up about climate change carries huge personal risk. At the same time, there's a feeling that the process itself is broken. The negotiations rely on finding consensus between over 190 nations, and that's no easy feat. Campaigners argue that the conference has become a talking shop for governments and businesses, what Greta Thunberg calls the blah, blah, blah. She didn't turn up this year in protest against Egypt's human rights record. But at COP27, there's no shortage of young people with fresh ideas. 
Blocking the M25 is one option. But what are some of the other methods activists are using? So my activism is based on the understanding, my experience by the understanding of the actual losses of lives that cannot be paid back, the loss and damage of property, of culture and of identity. That's Rose Kopasinge. She's a climate activist and student from Uganda. For her, it's about solutions, not disruption. She says she's concerned that joining a protest carries different risks as a young African woman living in the UK. Instead, her focus is on education. Recently, I started an initiative called the Climate and Biodiversity Initiative Uganda. We are doing climate education in schools, but in communities, because mostly poor, uneducated, like low literacy levels, commu uh, communities are the ones that live, for example, in flood-prone areas. Providing practical information on how to adapt to floods and drought is key for many African countries, which have contributed less than 4% of global emissions. They were well represented at this year's COP. The average number of delegates across all African nations was 133, comfortably the largest in COP history. And they formed a united front, demanding compensation from rich countries for the damage already wrought by climate change. Other activists have turned to the law. With the help of NGOs and lawyers, Luisa sued the German government for failing to set climate targets that guaranteed a safe future for young people. To the surprise of many, they won the case. Activists were hopeful that more would follow, but Luisa warns that it can work both ways. There is also a tendency to romanticize what climate education can do and what it cannot do. Because we, we face a court system, a, a law system that was created in times when climate crisis, when the climate crisis didn't matter, and it was created by those who, were tend, like, who tended to benefit from the climate crisis or even cause the climate crisis. For many activists, the decision to host COP27 in Egypt has underscored that fact. If people cannot organize, if there isn't a free press, if there isn't a space for people to get together, then coming up with solutions becomes a whole lot more difficult. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by Barney McIntyre and mixed by Rebecca Moore. The Sensemaker. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right <laughs> Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.